a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome into the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested 2018 250cc MX Shootout Wrap-Up Podcast presented by Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. That is a mouthful and I just nailed it. Fresh off the Pulp Show last night, about three and a half hours of sleep. What an awesome ride home last night with GL. Oh my God. That's a whole different podcast. I think I could start just a podcast with uh, driving in vehicles. Maybe I should do that. I'm going to do a podcast and get some GoPros and put them in my truck. So when I take these guests up to the Pulp Show, we'll have like a little Kiefer-tested pre-Pulp podcast slash video. I think that'd be fun for all you guys. Kind of like riding in cars with famous people or something. I think... um, God, who does that? Someone does that that's famous in the cabs and taxi cabs and stuff. So maybe that I can do that with uh, with this. That'd be fun. So anyway, nonetheless, we are back. 250 shootout is over, but I want to do a wrap-up podcast to kind of briefly go over some base settings for you guys that are getting these bikes out there, um, give you the rankings again, explain the Alta thing to you guys, and just kind of break down everything for you so it's all in order. Um, not to say that I wasn't totally tired when I did the podcast, but it's a long day to do shootouts, to ride, to get the interviews and then to record when I get home. So I like to do these wrap up podcasts just to, uh, confirm everything up and we can talk about settings and get you guys all nestled in with some base settings for your new bikes. And if you guys have any questions, as always, Hit me up at chris at keferinktesting.com and we can talk. But you know what's coming up. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, you know, those quads, street bikes, everything out there. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. F-R-E-E, three-day shipping. Huge. Shipping is expensive. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us crazy mothers out there. All right, guys. Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. We talk about the Evo line. We talk about the light hydrogen line. We talk about the F2 carbon helmet. Dude, there's so much that Fly offers. Casual wear. You're a BMX guy. Moto guy. Snow. They have it all flyracing.com you can order almost everything that fly racing has to offer over at rockymountatvmc.com and don't forget i do have a page and what this is what i'm kind of doing for you guys out there since i don't have a discount code go to rockymountatvmc.com backslash kefer tested um, we kind of got together and created a page of the things that i like and i test you guys can order off of that page if you see something that you want, 
um, and that lets them know, hey, you listen to Kiefer Tested. Um, we don't think we're going to do a discount code because um, it's just not going to work out at this time. But you can go to this page, RockyMountainATVMC.com backslash Kiefer Tested. If you guys see something on there, buy it, click it. That lets them know you listen to this thing. And if you don't see something on there that I approve, that I've missed somehow, let me know. Hit me up on my email, and I'll get that on the page so uh, you guys can get and go click on and get some stuff sent to you via three-day shipping that is free. So anyway, fly racing, light hydrogen, doing very well in the gear shootout right now. I'm not going to give it all to you right now, but doing very well. Um, not because they advertise. As you guys know, I do not even base my results on advertisement dollars. But fly racing has been a part of this for a while. Dale and Max are great people. Even though Max is Team Lit Kit, which is completely bullshit. So maybe... Uh, We'll have to have a call to Max and ask him why he's Team Lit Kit and not Best Dressed. Um, but hey, I just did a desert racing story for for Dale over at DirtBuzz.com. So for those of you guys that like off-road racing and to kind of get a snippet of what desert racing National Hare and Hounds is like from you know from my eyes, um, I typed up a pretty cool article that you guys want to uh, might want to go over there and read. So you can go to DirtBuzz.com. But also thanks, Dale, and thanks, Max, uh, flyracing.com. Check them out. Get some gear. I know a lot of you guys are wearing it. Looks good. Don't forget to go to ruddedracing.com or follow at ruddedracing to get some shirts, hoodies, hats, all the good stuff for Christmas. They had a Black Friday sale. That was huge. That was really cool. Um, like I said, Heather got some really cute hoodies. So if you guys out there want to get some of your chicks um, some cool motorcycle apparel that looks cute, Go to ruddedracing.com. And if you guys want to make some t-shirts that I just did, I just made up some hoodies that are on sale, you can hit me up at chris at keyforinktesting.com and order some. They're 40 bucks. Pretty cool. Screenprintingdone.com. They did them for me. They made me several, several hoodies. But if you guys order 12 or more tees or hoodies, they'll mix and match and get you 10 for free. Okay? So they might, let's say you order 24 hoodies. They might give you five t-shirts and maybe five hoodies for free. That's ten. Pretty cool guys over there. They do seven deuce deuces stuff. They do my stuff. Neil is an awesome dude. He rides moto. He just had to get off, separate his shoulder. He's coming back. But go to screenprintingdone.com. So, all right. Six minute of commercials. We're done with that. Not as long as Pulp. So, what is Pulp's 20 minutes? But Steve makes way, way more money than I do. So, um... We're going to talk about the results. We're going to talk about the settings for each bike that basically worked for 90% of the riders out there. Once again, we had women from 105 pounds. Little Lindsay is tiny, tiny little thing, cute little thing. And then uh, up to 235 pounds, the manly man Kelly Gellhouse, 235 pounds. So wide variety of riders. Once again people ask, do shootouts really matter to customers? Well, let me tell you something. Coming from a manufacturer testing background, it does matter to the manufacturers, I can tell you that much, and their numbers will show you and tell you that um, shootouts do influence the consumer. Whether you like it or not, maybe some of you don't, you know, base your buying decision on this podcast or Vital or MXA or Dirt Rider or whoever. Um, 
but there are actually more than you think out there that do base their decision and their money based on what they're going to spend on. So that's why I created this podcast, so I can get you guys this information out there, the truthful information, no bullshit. Um, You guys come up and talk to me at the track, you're going to get the same information that you get on this podcast. So I just want to straight shoot you and get you um, pointed in the right direction. That being said, once again, reiterate this. Go to where you feel comfortable. Go to where you um, you can trust someone. If it's me, love it. I'm, I'm all for you. I'm, I'm all about you. If it's not me, no stress. I get it. I'm not your cup of tea. Go to Vital. Go to MXA. Whatever you feel best, that's where you go. That's how I, um, I live my life. I stay in my lane. You guys stay in your lane. Uh, if you want to come over to my lane and hang out, we can bullshit, and I can uh, hopefully influence you on some on parts or bikes. I love it, and I I really really appreciate that, and I take it to heart, and I try really hard for you guys. So, once again, go to where you guys trust, and uh, hopefully it's the right decision. So yes, it does matter. Shootouts matter. Shootout lives matter, people. Okay. KTM one, Orange Brigade. Very, very, very good bikes. 450 and 250. Hell, I'm going to do a 350 test coming up, so that'll be another podcast um, as well. But the KTM 250 SXF took top honors mostly because of its lightweight feel and its badass engine character. Very, very good engine. Has traction control, two maps, hydraulic clutch, Brembo brakes, um, orange frame, it looks beautiful. People wonder about durability on them. I don't think that's a huge issue with this bike. I think KTM has come a long way, and they're only going to get better. So the Japanese need to step it up and really keep up with the Austrian-based company because they are killing it right now. So quick base setting for you guys out there with 250SXF's fork. 10.6 bars. You can float between 10.6. Um, I would say if you're anywhere between 145 to 165, 170, start at 10.6. A little bit heavier than that, go to 10.8. Try that. If you're on 10.6 bars, go plus one to two fork um, on the compression on the fork. So when I say plus, guys, in this podcast, that means. Um, I want you to go stiffer on the compression. If I say minus, that means softer, okay, or slower on the rebound. So just remember that. I get some emails um, from you guys that are confused on that. So um, go stiffer one to two on the compression, and you can go slower on the rebound one to two as well. And the fork height, we tried playing with that. Stick with the stock um, recommendation, which is five millimeters. Um, I've tried, you know, lowering a little bit, and it doesn't turn as well. It's kind of lazy, so just leave it in the stock position. Run your shock sag at 105. You can go stiffer on the compression, low speed on the shock, two to three. Okay, I'm 170, and I needed a little bit more. If you're 150 below, stock plus one is good. Rebound setting, you. You can mess with it a little bit. I tried going minus and plus. I always went back to stock. Stock seems to be a pretty good base rebound setting for the shock. But the high speed, we went in stiffer a quarter turn 
on the very end of, if you jump a jump and you're on the lower end of the transition of the landing, it kind of feels empty, it bottoms out, it slams, it kind of, you have dampening, 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 all of a sudden, bam, nothing. So I turned a quarter uh, turn in on the high speed and it helped clear that empty spot a little bit and gave me a little bit more control at the end of the stroke on the shock. So um, you guys can, might want to play with that. But otherwise, I'm usually in, in map two which is aggressive mode. Some of the guys like map two with the TC at the end of the day, three o'clock, square edge, hard pack shit. They like that setting, so look into the TC. Don't be scared of it, just try it. Um, if you guys are morning riders, get there nine to 12. Don't know how much you're gonna use it, but if you guys are PM riders, afternoon, and your track's open all day and they don't re-groom the track, TC could be your friend, so do not be scared to try that. Second place, FC 250, Husqvarna. Uh, man, I would say damn, damn close to winning. To me, it's a toss-up. That motor is a little bit better off the bottom for me. I like that engine a lot. And also, I like the handlebar more. Less spike, less harsh feeling on slap-down landings than the neck in on the KTM. So there are some positives to, um, to the Husky. A lot of guys thought um, the fork wasn't as comfortable as the KTM, even though they are the same, and even though the settings that they went to were very similar to the KTM. So I'm not going to spend much time, you know, bullshitting with you guys on the suspension on the FC. Do the same thing that we did to the KTM on the FC and see if you like it. If you do feel like it's a little bit harsher, this is coming from me, go to... This is going to sound a little bit weird, but I think it might be harsh because it's a little bit softer. So try to go to 10.8 to 10.9 bars, and then instead of going plus 1.2 on the compression on the fork, go minus 1 or 2 on the compression on the fork. Try that. I did that to some guys, and they actually liked it better, raising it up, because I know some of you guys out there get confused. It feels harsh, so it must be stiff. Well... It might be harsh because it's a little bit low and it's riding in the mid-stroke and that's why it feels harsh and stiff. So raise it up a little bit and you might get some more comfort. Nonetheless, Husqvarna FC250, very good machine. Map 2, again, that's the ticket for anybody that's intermediate and up. Uh, Map 1 seems to be pretty good for novice and the ladies out there. And also for the ladies, they mentioned it was a little bit taller of a bike. They didn't like that as much, so we can look into maybe lowering the seat foam or doing a different bar band for the ladies out there that need a little bit more of a better rider triangle. So, again, ladies, um, anybody out there, I say this a lot, don't be scared to hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Sometimes it takes me a day or five to get back to you. <laughs> But I will very, um, very, very soon try to get back to you. I'm busy, but uh, I really try to make it 100% um, effort to get to get back to you on those questions. Um, ranked third, YZ250F. Damn good bike. Probably, well, I'm not going to say probably. It is the best torque bottom-end engine in the 250F class. It has tons of torque. I would say it's a vet rider's dream little bike because it has so much snap, excitement, bottom-end, torque feel. Great mid-range power, long mid-range. Top-end is fairly good, maybe just not the over-rev 
that some people are looking for that the KTM and the Husqvarna deliver. So Yamaha finished third, fork height for the Yamaha, five millimeters, which is stock. We want to go plus two on the compression on the fork, so stiffer, because it does when it breaks in, it gets a little soft. And also on the rebound, we found out that going a little bit faster on the rebound, plus one was actually a little bit better and remained comfortable. Um, some of the heavier guys wanted it slower, so you can go minus one if you're 200 pounds, but we actually decided to go a little bit faster on the rebound, and, and they like that, So and I like that as well. Sag, so we're, we're working off the old generation frame, not the 2018 style, so you want to hit up 102 to 103 millimeters of sag. That's very, very important for this bike. This bike is very finicky with sag, so make sure you hit that 102 mark. And for those of you out there, don't be scared. Once you check it, it doesn't mean it stays there for the rest of its life, okay? Go back and check it every two to three rides. Go check your sag again to make sure it's still there. I mean, you gain weight, you lose weight, um, the bike settles in. There's so many variables. So because you check it once doesn't mean it's going to stay there for the rest of its life. So keep checking it, okay? That's what that toolbox is for. That's what that stick or tape measure or whatever the hell you got in your in your toolbox, that's what that's for. It's part of riding. It's part of the enjoyment to make your bike work good so you ride better. Uh, quarter turn high speed in, stiffer. Similar to KTM, empty feeling in the rear. Like these bikes have good damping, all of a sudden at the end, just kind of nothing. So without having to revalve or change your, your, your bump rubber on your shock, turn it in on the high speed. That will give you a little bit more um, control at the end of the stroke. Compression, stiffer one on the shock, rebound slower one on the shock. Again, rebound slower one, compression up one stiffer, quarter turn high speed stiffer, sag 102. And once again, I have a map for you YZ250F dudes out there. I don't have a map, I didn't create it. Yamaha guys did, but I tried it. And it gives you a little bit more longer of a pull. If you're looking for a longer mid to top, take some of that bottom end excitement away a little bit. There's a map out there that I think Tommy Hahn plugged it in, put it in for me. I thought it was pretty good, but I ended up going back to stock. Stock was the best all-around map for me. Um, but some of the riders did like, I guess I'll call it the Tommy Hahn mop. I, mop. <laughs> I guess I will call it the Tommy Hahn map. He does have a mop now. He has long hair. Um, but um, So if you guys need that map, hit me up. I will try to get it from the Yamaha guys, and I will screenshot it and give you the numbers so you guys can download it into your Yamaha Power Tuner, plug it into your Blue Crew bike, and go rip. So there you go. Third place. So we had a tie uh, for fourth, and a lot of you guys said, oh, you did the math wrong, blah, 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 on the, on the show. Well... I just didn't say there was a tie because I ended up breaking the tie through all of the overall um, rankings of riders. So I, I added up the scores for each each day, each rider, and to break the tie, um, fourth place, you know. So um, ended up being to, uh, I'm sorry, that was a third place. So there's a tie for third, and um, that's how I broke the tie for the Yamaha and the Husky. So... Um, that's why the Husky got second, 
um, because more people ranked it higher, um, better than the Yamaha, and the Yamaha got third place. Sorry, so I, I should have said that when I talked about the FC, but I didn't. And uh, that's why I want to have these shows, like these wrap-up shows, to kind of explain to you what's going on, so you guys know. So um, to break that tie... Um, that's what I did. So, unfortunately, when I went to go break this tie with the Honda and the Kawasaki for fourth, it was a dead-even deal between the test riders. So, I had to create um, a fourth-place tie with these two bikes. So, once again, went through all the scores, and it's a dead heat between the Kawasaki and the Honda. So, that's why it got fourth place. And the settings for this Honda. Let me go through my notes here. So Honda CRF250R. Um, brief explanation of that bike. We kind of went over it in the Pulp MX show last night. It's a great chassis and suspension. Actually, suspension's really good. Um, just kind of empty down low on the low end. Not a lot of excitement low end. You got to rev it, but once you do it, it hauls ass, right? But if you're low speed milestone track in between second and third gears... Um, you really, really got to work at it to get it up in the mid-range. If it had a little bit more torque, which for those of you guys buying this bike, easy to do. I'm sure a high compression piston, a muffler will really do wonders for this bike. And uh, I plan on doing that to my test bike to give you guys some feedback on a Living With podcast for this thing. And, uh, dude, I think this bike's going to be a blast once it has a motor because it has a great chassis. Turns well, even though it's heavy on paper, just like its brother in the 450 class, doesn't feel that way on the track. So, fourth place, Honda CRF 250R. Fork, leave it. Uh, it, it. Fork height was split between all the riders. A lot of guys like 3 millimeters. Some guys like 5 millimeters. I like 3 millimeters. So, um, for those of you that corner fairly decent, try 3. For those of you who need help with cornering, try 5. Um, compression plus two, go stiffer on the compression on the fork. And the rebound, you can try slowing it down one to two clicks. That kind of controls it, kind of settles the front end down, coming to corners. And that was the all-around best setting. Sag, 107 to 108. you got to run it low. And that's important on this bike as well. So um, very important to dial in that sag. That helps the chassis remain balanced and create a stable 250 because if you're riding this fast mid to top end which this bike likes to be in you're going to want a balanced you know front to rear bike um again empty feeling rear end shock feel landings hitting jump faces hard i almost went a half a turn stiffer on high speed try a quarter turn at first and if you need more go to half turn in um plus one on low speed compression one stiffer and one slower on the rebound. Map three was the key here. Everyone liked map three. Um, not too many people dug map two, but it either was map one or map three. So, CRF 250R, even though it tied for fourth, which is, I don't know, I think still pretty good, um, needs a little bit of torque. But we can make that happen very easily with piston and accessories. And the motor is always the easiest part to make to make better, right? Hard part is chassis. Suspension, a little hard too. So another tied for fourth. I really like this bike. Kawasaki KX250F. Dude, it killed it the last day at Mumford's track. Everyone liked this bike. We did a different map. 
Um, a couple of you guys emailed me about the map. I've emailed you back and gave you uh, the settings. If you have the Kawasaki calibration tool, you will uh, you will need that to put this map in. But if you do have that or you have access to it, hit me up. I will send you the map and you can dial it in and it really makes the bike pull longer. And it really just makes the Cowie uh, a whole different bike. I really, really like the way this thing feels. It feels light in corners and I'm usually not a Cowie cornering type of guy, but dude, this thing cornered really well and I was really impressed by the Cowie. Um, fourth place to me on paper doesn't do it justice how good this bike is. Um, five millimeters up in the fork. Um, Preload, I, I messed around with preload. I tried a little stiffer, it got harsh, so I, I remained stock on the preload setting on the fork. Rebound, slower one. Compression, I went up two to three. That's up to you guys. Stock was a little soft, so that's why I was messing with preload, but that didn't work out. The fork is the, is the bad part about this bike. Um, I'm not a fan of that SFF fork. Um, so the rougher the track got, the worse the front end felt. And uh, sag was at 105, and compression and rebound I left alone. I thought the rear end was very, very good. The frame is very, very good. The fork is the downside on this bike. The engine is great. Ergonomics feel good. And um, I like what the updates they did to the engine. I like this new map that Chavez gave me, gave me over there at Kawasaki. So um, if you do have a KX250F, Either it has to be a 2018 because this is meant for a 2018 bike. I do not know. I will check to see if the 17 will accept this map and will you'll get the same results. So I'll, I'll look into that for you guys. But nonetheless, Honda and Cowie, very good for fourth place. So this leads me to Suzuki. It, it sucks for me because, you know, <laughs> dude, Suzuki is going to be really good for Jimmy Dakotas and the JGR team over there, Justin Hill. Like I said on the Pulp Show last night, this this chassis is built for Supercross. It's sharp. It's you can lean it into the corner really early. You can start your lean early. It, it cuts underneath ruts really well. You can hold an inside line very good. Once again, we talked about the engine. How you can build the engines to be fast. Same thing goes for this RMZ 250. I feel like it has better throttle response at bottom end than the Honda. It just doesn't go anywhere once it's up to the mid to top. Um, you got a short shifter. So um, if you're a short shifter, you'll like this engine. I still think you need some more, some com some compression, maybe a cam. Hell, maybe you want to do like a little big board kit. I know Jay Clark did some Suzuki's that I rode that were really fun. And um, the other downside of this bike is the KYB... Uh, PSF2 fork. It's uh, kind of a pain in the ass, you know, like, and you hear this a lot from me between, you know, all kinds of air forks. So not a, not a huge, huge fan of this fork. If I had to choose between this fork and the SFF fork, <laughs> man, I'd pull my hair out trying to figure out which way to go, but I would probably go SFF um, just because it doesn't change as much during the day as this PSF2. But um, fork height is eight millimeters from stock. Um, I go down to five. Go to four to five. That helps it get a little bit more stability. Take some of that harshness away from that front end. 
Um, it doesn't really affect the cornering character of the spike. The bike turns so good anyway, you can afford to lose a little tiny bit of, of slice in the corner. Um, 35 PSI for the air pressure. 34 is stock. So if you're under 150 and you're light, 34 would be okay. But if you're anywhere, if you're a novice and you're 150 above, just go straight to 35. Um, high speed rebound 15, low speed rebound 16, and leave the compressions um, alone. Just leave them stock. I, I tried to mess with them and it didn't actually end up doing anything. I, I went two to three and I didn't notice that much. So to me, the, the payoff wasn't wasn't that great and it only made the bike get a little bit harsher feel and it didn't really change the action or the performance so leave the compression stock high speed rebound 15 low speed rebound 60 on the fork run your sag at 105 to 106 high speed i messed with it go one eighth stiffer i know one eighth not not that much but on a high speed rebound adjuster it is so go one eighth stiffer on the the high speed um, compression, sorry, I said a high speed rebound. High speed compression, go one eighth stiffer. On the rebound, you want to slow it down two, minus two. Compression plus two. Okay? That gives you the most balanced feel for this Zook here. Um, once again, just because you're sixth place doesn't mean you're a piece of trash. Um, honestly, guys, I would tell you if it's a piece of shit. The bike is not. It's fun to ride. I just wouldn't need... I need more motor. I need, a, I need a good fork. Those two things, the bike's right back in the game again. So hopefully Suzuki gets that fork dialed in next year, and they make the changes, and they make the engine more lively. Like I said, bottom end is really good. So keep if you guys kept that bottom end and got some more pulling power, um, that's what you need. And also, for those of you guys looking for aftermarket parts for this bike, Vortex Ignitions are really, really good. Um, I've tried Getz on my Yamaha. Those are good as well, but the Vortex works really good on Suzuki. So you're looking for increased um, over-rev and more pulling power top end. Try a Vortex. They come pre pre-programmed. They're mapped. Just stick it on. It's a plug-and-play type deal, and it's bitching. So um, those are the settings, guys. Um, once again, KTM 1, FC 250, barely second. Yamaha YZ250F third, tied for fourth, Cowie and the Honda, and sixth, the Suzuki. Um, it was a fun shootout. Like I mentioned on the Pulp Show, I'm going back east. That's the plan. I, it looks very, very promising to have um, m more budget next year for Kiefer Inc. testing, so that's, that's good. Um, we're going to try to do three days back east and some tacky, ruddy dirt. And we're going to do three days back here at the West Coast tracks, same thing like we did here. And I will use East Coast riders back on the East Coast that are familiar with the dirt. I'll bring a couple guys out West um, so they can kind of get their eyes um, open to see what real dirt's like. If you guys are listening to this on the West Coast that haven't been back East, um, it's, it's, it's a whole different world. And actually, it's a it's a better world if you're a dirt bike rider. I know there's they have actual seasons back there, so riding the year round is not that feasible like it is for us out here. But I'm telling you what, when I go to Alabama, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, I haven't been to Florida yet. I would like to do that. But I'm telling you, I, I burn five gallons of gas. I just do not leave the track because the window of how good the track is it's so it's so large here. 
you go show up the track at nine o'clock or whatever, you might have a window of three hours to 12 if they do it the right way before it gets blown out and, and slick. The track, the tracks are good all day. You show up at nine, you can leave at five if you want, and it's still good. So I came home, I got all sick. I was like all run down because I rode so much. I couldn't even ride for like three to four days. So I was all blown out because I freaking burned 120 laps, you know? So it just makes you want to go ride. And I appreciate that. And that's why I want to go back there and really treat you guys back East to some shootouts because to me, that's a huge part of the industry is back there too. And that's just here in the West coast. So, uh, I want to I want to treat you guys to that and get you guys involved back east and I want to go ride back there. So uh, I'm killing two birds with one stone. So looking forward to that doing 250s and 450s back there. Off-road shootouts going to come. We're doing off-road podcast starting in January. We're going to do similar thing like we did with MX shootouts with off-road shootouts and you can look for that at the end of January and we'll do uh probably 3 days with that as well. We're going to Maybe mix and match um, four-strokes and two-stroke off-road bikes together. So we're really just going to set the world on fire and really piss some people off and get them all up in arms with that. So that's what we do here, people. We try to change the rules, try to change the game. I try to do what I feel is right, and uh, hopefully it's not the same old shit you guys read up on the Internet or in those magazines that come three months later after you guys know the results of the shootout. So times are a-changing, right? So tell your buddies out there that just read magazines, listen to these podcasts. They're fun. I like bullshitting with y'all. I love seeing you guys at the track. I love being on the Pulp Show. Um, Last night, Grant was on fire. I don't drink alcohol, but I feel like if I drank alcohol, that's what I would be like. I would be on fire, and I would be just all up in the shit, just like he is. So um, it's all fun for me, guys. So thanks for listening please support the people that support this show flyracing.com fly racing um rocky mountain atv mc.com screen printing done.com and rutted racing okay um thank you to all those test riders that helped me out and spend their own gas money out here i didn't have the budget to pay anybody this year they went out of their own way and came out here and helped me out so I appreciate that. I remember that. And uh, if you do see those guys to the track, you know, bullshit was about the bikes too. They know about the bikes. So uh, they represent me. And that's why I get those people because they're they're good people. So first and foremost, that's what I look for. All right. Enough of me talking and yapping and bullshitting. Thanks for listening. That was our wrap up. Try those base settings. Let me know what you guys think. Um, I'll see you to track um, here soon. And uh, keep shredding. See y'all.